podcast. This is Mariana Acosta. Like you know, like I always say, I'm so happy to have you back. Thank you so much for giving me another opportunity to be a part of your day, a part of your week, a part of your home or your family, um, or whatever, wherever you listen to this podcast. Thank you so much. It is such a privilege and an honor to do this, to speak, and for you to allow me to speak into your life. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. I have always said it, and I think all the other episodes, but <laughs> this is crazy to me that this is even a thing. Um, it's been such a dream of mine, and I just can't even believe that season two are the words that are coming out of my mouth right now. <laughs> but I am so excited. Season one was more than I expected. It reached so many countries that I never even thought were possible, like South Africa and Australia and New Zealand and Mexico and of course the U.S. and all of these different countries that of people that have gotten to hear about the love of Jesus, which is what changed my life. It transformed me and I'm so passionate about sharing it with you. So thank you. Thank you so much. I seriously have no words to describe how thankful I am and how happy I am that I get to talk about that love that changed everything for me. And wherever it is that your walk with God is, or even if you don't have one, I hope that this will continue to be a space for you to feel encouraged, for you to feel loved, for you to feel accepted, understood, for it to be and continue to be a safe place for you to come and learn about this God that I talk about and just feel his love no matter where you are with him, no matter if you don't believe. Um, I hope that you would just always leave feeling encouraged. I definitely encourage you to go listen to season one if you haven't yet. It's seven episodes that are no, I know that I know that I know <laughs> are going to change your perspective about God and about his love. I know that we have all heard things about God, whether they're good or they're really bad. We have all been hurt by somebody who said they believed in God, who said they loved God. And I just want this to be a place for you to understand and hear every single time that you come how loved, accepted, amazing, beautiful, desired you are by the God who created the universe. So welcome back. Thank you. I'm so excited to kick this season off. Um, I feel like it took really long, um, but it was so nice to rest and also to, to just dream and, and come up with more episodes, come up with more ideas, and I'm just ready. I'm ready to go. So like I always say, grab your coffee, grab your kombucha, grab your tea, grab your water, wherever it is um, that you love the most, <laughs> and take go to your favorite spot, and let's go on this journey. Let's get this episode started. And let's do it. All right. Well, I am so excited to talk about what I'm going to talk about today because honestly, 2020 has been a year, right? It's been a year for all of us. Um, I'm not going to say everything has been terrible because a lot of good things have happened, but it for sure has been a year that I feel like has shook all of our worlds, all of our beliefs. Um, Everything that we thought, I feel like, just got turned upside down. And we're all just kind of like, what? It's December? <laughs> it's, I feel like it's been 
the shortest year, but also the longest year of my life. And I'm sure you can relate when I said when I say that. But man, this year has really just brought out the worst in people and in the situations and the circumstances that are going on around the world, the issues. Um, I don't know. I just feel like our our brokenness, the brokenness of our world has really been magnified this year. And I know there's been a lot of death, a lot of sadness, a lot of confusion, um, just a lot of things that, that have shook us, you know. And, and I know that what I'm going to talk about today is going to encourage you. And I hope that you would just feel so understood and so loved by God in the midst of probably one of the darkest times. Um, I don't know how this year has been for you. I don't know what you've been through, but I know that we all need to just hear that we're loved, that somebody's here to listen to us, that somebody's here to hold us. And honestly, this is why I'm here. So just going through this year and going through so many emotions, so much sickness, so much you know, so much hate, so many things that are going on. I just feel like those questions um, that I think we always have as human beings uh, just come up a little bit more, you know, those questions about how how can there be a God that's so good, but so much bad, so much darkness happens, you know? How can a good God allow people to die and allow people to be hurt and allow people to be um, oppressed and just all these questions that I know for a fact that you have had that have come across in your mind even if you're a believer or even if you're not um, I know I've had those questions before and, and it's valid <laughs> it's so valid to have those questions it's so valid to think sometimes you know like God if you're good like why is this happening you know or, or if you if you are who you say you are why is there so much darkness? And I just feel like that sometimes that thought and those questions can make us feel and maybe reassure us that God's not real or he's not here. Maybe if he is, he's just too far away or he's too good for us and he doesn't want to help us. He doesn't want to comfort us. And so I want to take you to a story in the Bible that shows us so much of God's heart for humanity, of God's heart for us, of his love for us. And I hope that this story would help you to understand that even when bad things happen, even in all the darkness, even in all the pain, there is a God that is so much bigger than this and a God that loves you and loves your family and loves this world so much that he would do anything to comfort you and to be there for you even when it feels like he's so far away. So I want to take you to the story in the life of Jesus. It's in in the book of John. Like I always say, we don't really read the whole thing, but I give you the reference so that you can take time to study on your own um, and not just hear the words that I say. But um, you can find this story in John chapter 11. But this is a story of the death of Lazarus. And if you don't know who Lazarus is, he was actually a friend of Jesus. Um, the Bible actually says he's, he's a person that he loved. Um, obviously, Jesus loves everybody, but there's certain people in the Bible that 
the Bible really reiterates that Jesus loved. And I think that's just to show us how close he was to him, how he was his friend, how he probably considered him family, you know? And so Lazarus is the brother of Mary and Martha, which are two two people in the Bible who um, Jesus also loved as his sisters, as his friends. And so Lazarus ends up getting ill. He ends up getting sick. And Jesus is in another city right now. And so Mary and Martha are sitting here kind of like, oh, man, like, if Jesus was just here, my brother would heal. And Jesus was out, um, you know, doing ministry, doing things. And he hears of Lazarus' illness. And he tells the disciples and he tells the friends that are around him, he said, hey, um, I know that he's sick and I know that he is going to die. And Jesus says that he will sleep. He will, he'll be sleeping. And so the disciples take that as, oh, he's, he's just going to sleep. He's going to rest. But Jesus kind of meant that as like, no, he's going to die. But your hearts don't have to be troubled because this needs to happen for God to be glorified. <laughs> and you might think, why would God allow death to happen just to glorify himself? And that's not really the perspective or the intention behind what God does because we cannot control the bad things that happen in our life. And we can't expect God to control that because he is not a controlling God. He is a loving God. And when you love somebody, you don't control them. That's not love. And so God did tell us in the Bible that there was going to be things that were going to happen that were going to hurt us. We were going to experience pain. We were going to experience loss, death, and all these things. But through all of that darkness and through all of that pain, he is glorified when we choose to change our perspective, to look at him and say, okay, God, I know that I'm going through something terrible right now, but I know that there's something good that comes out of this. And if you really pay attention, every single bad thing that happens to us always has something good that comes out of it when we just change our perspective. And this is exactly what happened with Lazarus. The Bible says that Jesus got to Mary and Martha when Lazarus had died and he was dead for four days already. So if you can imagine, if a body has been dead for four days already, it probably stinks. It's probably already decaying. It's already, you know, decomposing. So in a way, no matter how much these people believed in Jesus, they were probably like, uh, it's too late. You know, like, why are you here now? Um, you're a little too late. And that's exactly what Mary and Martha said to Jesus. When, when he came, they both said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would be alive. If only you had been there, my brother would be alive. And I think that's something that all of us would say in that moment. You know, like, why? Why weren't you here when my brother died? Why weren't you here when I lost my mom or I lost my dad? Or why weren't you there when I really needed money and then I lost my job? Like, whatever circumstance it is, I'm sure we've all had those thoughts of, why? Like, if you if you had been here, like you said you are, this wouldn't have happened to me. You know, and this exact confusion was going on through Mary and Martha's head because that's their brother. Like, 
I don't blame them for thinking that. I don't blame them for doubting. Like, you say you're the Messiah. You say you're God. So why weren't you here? Why are you late? Why didn't you come on time? But Jesus is so loving to them and so understanding that he knew that Lazarus was dead. But Jesus knew that he was going to come back to life. And he says that if you read the chapter, he says, your brother Lazarus is going to live. And when they hear this, it's specifically Martha. When she hears this, she's like, well, I know he's going to he's going to resurrect. But when we all resurrect to go to heaven, like the Bible says, there's no way he's resurrecting now because he's dead. You know, like she wasn't understanding. But Jesus was like, no, 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 he's going to live again. Just wait. Jesus knew. Jesus knew that the miracle was going to happen. He knew that Lazarus was going to come out of that grave when he called his name. He knew that and he was aware and he believed it because he knew that God would hear him when he declared that over his life. But what I want to show you is literally my favorite part of this story is that Jesus asked Mary and Martha to take him to the tomb. And when he got there, Mary was weeping. The Bible says Mary was weeping. And Jesus didn't get there. And look at Mary and say, Mary, why are you crying? Why are you so sad if you know that I'm going to heal him? If you know that I'm going to resurrect him, why are you sitting here crying? He wasn't angry at her. He wasn't like, get up. Stop being so dramatic. He wasn't a God in that moment that was too good for her to not care about the feelings that she was feeling in that moment. Because that's not who God is. And that's what I want to show you through this. God is not a God that's too good for your problems or for your feelings or for the things that you're going through. He's not a God that says, you already know what I'm going to do. You already know that there could be a miracle. So why are you sitting there crying? No, guys, he is not that God. God is so loving and beautiful and merciful that he chose to sit with her and cry. He cried. It says, verse 23 says, Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? And they said to him, Lord, come and see. And verse 35 says, Jesus wept. Jesus wept. It is the shortest verse in the Bible, two words. Yet to me, it's one of the most profound verses in the Bible. It says that Jesus saw his friend and he saw his sisters and he wept because he could feel their pain because Jesus knew that Lazarus was going to get up and live. He knew that he was going to do the miracle, but he did not discredit or say that their feelings weren't valid because there was a miracle coming. He chose to sit with them and comfort them and say, I am not a God who steps back when there's a problem. 
I am a God who will hold you and cry with you when you're going through a dark time in your life. I am a God who will hold you, hug you, and love you and comfort you through it. I'm not too good for what you're going through. I'm not a God that doesn't feel things with you, that doesn't allow you to feel things, to feel lost, to feel pain. I actually feel them with you so that you know that even if there's no human around you, even if everyone has turned their back on you, you have a God that will never leave you alone. Never. Even when there's a miracle coming. Man, how incredible and beautiful is that? That Jesus knew the outcome. He knew that there was life that was about to happen. He knew that they were about to see him do probably the biggest miracle that they ever saw up up until that point. He knew that when he called Lazarus' name, Lazarus was going to stand up and get out of that grave. And there would be nothing wrong with him. He knew that something better was coming. But he still chose to kneel down, get on Mary and Martha's level, and cry. He just cried. He wept with them. So I look at this God, and I look at this broken world. And all I can see is a God who is brokenhearted with us. When we go through pain, when we go through trials, when we go through problems, when we experience loss, when we experience things and feelings that are so strong that we don't even know what to do with. And he chooses to weep with us. He chooses to hug us and hold us and embrace us and comfort us through it, even when he knows that he will be glorified at the end. Because that's not selfish. When we choose to look at it in the perspective of, oh, wow, so you just want me to go through something so that you can be glorified? Wow, what a selfish God. But no, what that means is that when God is glorified, we receive healing and victory and salvation and we conquer what's going on in our life. We overcome those trials and tribulations and problems and pain and and all of the chaos. So when he's saying, through this, the Son of God will be glorified. It's not to say, I just want bad things to happen so that you can see my power. No. It's to say, hey, there's going to be some things that you're going to go through that are so sad, that are going to make you feel so much pain that are going to be so confusing that all you're going to want to do is cry. But hey, I'm going to be there to cry with you. But I'm going to show you my glory by giving you the victory, by bringing healing and by bringing light and something good out of something that was meant to hurt you. He makes beautiful things out of the ashes. He brings life to anything that's death. And that is how he is glorified. And that is the most 
selfless and beautiful thing that a God can do. I know so many times people can make God seem like the most impersonal, the most unrelatable being. And that's why he sounds like he's not real. Because to us, it's like, I can't believe in a God that allows bad things to happen because that just doesn't make sense. If he says he's good, then no bad thing should happen. But no, <laughs> bad things, problems, and things that we go through that cause us to feel pain and cause us to feel negative things are the places and the things that help us to grow. They build our character. They build our resistance. They build our faith. Why? Because there's always something good that comes out of it. There's, some, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. That's, that's a phrase that we all use. There's always something good that comes out of it. If we just choose to believe that there is a God who will be glorified through my problems, through my errors, through my sin, through everything that goes wrong in my life, he's going to be glorified. And what does that mean? That his glory is going to be magnified, which means that I am going to receive victory and healing and everything else that I need. And he's going to turn something that wanted to hurt me, something that wanted to kill me, that wanted to destroy me, he's going to turn it around and turn it for good because he loves me. But the biggest thing that I want you to take away from this is that this God that I talked to you about is a God that has held me through the darkest times of my life and has wept with me through the toughest times of my life. And he wants to do that for you. He is a God that will always choose to get down to the level that you are. If that means broken on the ground, he will go to the ground with you, weep with you, hold you. Until you see the light, until you see his glory in front of your face and you realize, wow, God, you had something good for me all along. All of those trials, all of those problems led me and made me who I am today. It made me stronger. It made my faith stronger. It made me resilient. It built my character. And there was always something good that came out of it if I just put my eyes on you. So I hope that if you're here today listening and you have felt like God is too far away, or like God is too good for your problems, or like your problem is too small that God wouldn't care about, or too big that seems impossible. If you have felt like God was just not listening or that he doesn't understand, I hope that through the story of Jesus, you can see that there was a God that became a man that had friends, that loved them like family, that cried when they died, even though he had the power to save them. And he did, but he chose to cry. He chose to feel so that he can comfort those who he loved through it until they could see the light, until they could see the glory at the end. So I hope that you leave here today, tonight, or whenever you're listening to this 
knowing that there is a God that wants to be near to you and that will always meet you where you are. If you're down on the ground or if you're at your highest mountain, he wants to meet you where you are and he wants to weep with you and he wants to laugh with you. Wherever you are in life, he wants to be there. He wants to be close. He is not unrelatable. He is a God that understands and that will love you through it all. His kindness and his grace will always chase after you. So I hope that you would see him a little different today. And I hope that you would look at this year, and if it was the worst year of your life, I hope that you would choose to believe today that there is a God that wants to go through it with you wants to hold you through it, and wants to show you that he has so many beautiful things at the end of all of this for you. Because you have a destiny and a purpose. Your life matters. Your heart matters. Your emotions, your mental health matters. And he cares about it. So I hope you feel loved. I hope you feel understood. And I hope and pray that you give him the chance to hold you through whatever you're going through today. He is a good God. He is a God that will always be near to you. He is a God that will always choose to weep with you and laugh with you, cry with you, and rejoice with you. He just wants to be close. I hope that you would let him show you his glory through anything that you're going through today and through anything that you will go through for the rest of your life. And just know and know and know in your heart that there is a God who loves you, who cares about you, and who will always be there to hold you through it all.